In Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 21, Kimberly, you can catch up when we get to the spot where we are today. Beginning in chapter 5, beginning in verse 21, it says, Jesus got into the boat and went back to the other side of the lake where he found a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then the leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little girl, my little daughter, was dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay for them. She had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. She thought to herself, if I can just touch the robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that the healing power had gone out of him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched me? The disciples told him, look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? He kept on looking around to see who had done it. And the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came to tell what had happened to her and fell on her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, Messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. And Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead, she's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room. Where the girl was lying, holding her, he said to her, Talithia kumi, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. continue in this series called Miraculous, and we find that Jesus has the power over death, that death is not a stopping point for Jesus. Paul goes on to talk about in the New Testament over and over again how 
he likes to refer, refer to Christians when they die as just simply being asleep. He takes this from what Jesus says in this particular story where this little girl is dying. The man's name is Jairus, and he's a ruler of the synagogue, which means he's associated with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, basically the religious jerks of the day. They think they've got it all figured out, and Jesus tells them that they really don't know what a relationship with God is all about. And here's a man who recognizes that Jesus is different, and he's preaching a different message, that he's talking in a different way about the kingdom of God. And I think Jairus sees the evidence of what Jesus can do by the miracles he's performed, and he has faith. He has faith that Jesus Christ is the answer to what ails his little girl. And in the midst of his way to going to see Jairus' daughter at the request of this little girl's father, she, he's interrupted by a woman who grabs his robe. We talked about this on Wednesday night. We went through this passage, and I told you that we would finish this passage today with Jairus' daughter. And At the end of the story with the woman who touched the robe of Jesus and was healed immediately, it makes a public profession of her faith in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ calls her daughter, indicating that she has been brought into the family of God. At the end of the story, we see another story. Uh, this original story continue in a, in a completely different path. The little girl is dead. Apparently, from the outside looking in, it looks like Jesus has missed his opportunity. The, the opportunity has come and gone, and Jesus missed it. He didn't get there on time. He got distracted. He got taken away from his mission. So it looks like he's missed his opportunity to heal this little girl. I'm sure on some level, Jairus must have been devastated. Like, come on, Jesus, if you'd have just been a little sooner. I mean, we were on our way, right? I mean, like, we were on our way to have this little girl healed. To, my daughter would, was going to live. I, I believed, I had faith that she was going to live. I, I've seen you do great things. I've seen you do wonderful things in other people's lives, but you missed it in my life. You missed it in my life. Why couldn't you just have been a little bit quicker getting there to my house? If you had just not stopped to talk to this lady and you'd just come to my house, maybe my little girl would be alive right now. And the people, they come to Jesus and they say, ah, don't bother. Don't bother the teacher. Don't bother the master. Don't, don't trouble Jesus right now. The little girl's dead. There's nothing that can be done. The story's over. It's finished. The little girl has come into this world by the hand of God, and now she has left this world, and it's over. And Jesus responds to this statement. Just like he responds to the statement in your life when you think, I'm too far gone, there's nothing that can be done now, it's over, it's finished. Jesus says, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. There's too many people living in the world today that think that there's no hope for them, that their situation is hopeless, that, that, that they've reached the end. There's no point in troubling the master anymore because I, I'm at the end of my rope and it is finished and there is no reason to do anything else. 
Jesus' word to you, if you are that person, if you are in that situation in your heart right now, Jesus, his words to you, listen to me carefully. This is the words of Jesus. He, he's God in flesh. He created the universe, and he knows your heart, and he knows where you are in your life. He knows all the bad stuff you've done. His words to you today are this. Do not be afraid. Just believe. It's not over. It's not finished till I say it's finished. That is what God is telling you today. It is not over. It is not over. Jesus goes into the house of this little girl. And there's this huge commotion. Funerals in that day were very different than what they are today. Today they're very quiet and very solemn. And everyone moves around very slowly to show that they're in mourning. And that's just how they feel. It's an outward expression of depression and heartache that's in their, in their chest. And they just walk around very slowly. And they talk in a whisper. And, and it's very reverent. Well, in this day it's a little bit different in that it's very loud. There's a lot of commotion. There's a lot of weeping and wailing. And they even hire people to come in to wail professionally. Because they want, they want there to be a big ruckus. And, and to show that there, there's, this person is going to be missed. To show that this person, that, that people's hearts are broken. There's a lot of commotion. A lot of weeping and wailing. They have flute players that come in and play play their flutes. It's, it's a very different thing than what we deal with in a funeral Today, by the time Jesus gets there, the funeral's already in session. There's already a funeral taking place, and people are crying and wailing and screaming. And Jesus goes in, and he says, What's going on? Why, why is there all the commotion? Why is there all the wailing and, 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 and weeping? Why, why, what's happening here? And he says, I can imagine people are looking around going, what are you talking about, man? We're crying and we're upset because this little girl is gone. Her life has ended and there is no more. It's the end of the story, man. There's, there's nothing else we can say. We're, we're, we're wrapping up this little girl's life and saying it's over with. And it breaks our heart, the fact that she's gone. And Jesus looks at him and goes, Don't worry, she's just asleep. She's, she's just asleep. Once again, people think he's crazy. They think Jesus is crazy. They think there's nothing that Jesus can do. Don't insult my Jesus like that. Don't insult my Jesus by saying there's nothing he can do for me. It's over with. It's finished. I'm too far gone. The time has come and gone. Don't insult my Jesus like that. Jesus says, she's just asleep. Just relax. And I imagine, I can imagine, he's looking in the eyes of that little girl's father and mother saying, she's just asleep. Just relax and don't worry. Don't be afraid. Sure, they're terrified. I'm sure they're scared out of their minds because here's this guy. He's obviously got the power of God at his disposal, and he's telling them not to be afraid. What is he talking about? 
What is he talking about? It even says in the other Gospels that the people laughed him to scorn. The people in the house that day celebrating the funeral, they laughed at Jesus to the point where they said, this guy has lost his mind. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You know what Jesus does? He runs them out of the house. Jesus kicks everybody out of the house. He says, the funeral's over. Stop the wailing. Stop the weeping. The funeral is over because I said it's over. Because I said she's just asleep and you guys need to go home and you guys need to check yourself because you don't recognize what's really going on here. Jesus knows that he's about to reveal his power over death, hell, and the grave in a very real and a very tangible way in these people's lives. He says, we got to get the people out of here that don't have the faith that they need in order to be able to, to do what needs to be done. He drives the people out of get out of here. Go on. Go do something else. The funeral is over. I imagine they're all like, this guy's ridiculous. We're getting out of here. That's fine. We'll let him do his thing, whatever. We're getting out of here. They're just laughing at him, maybe outside the house, maybe, maybe next door neighbor's house, just laughing at this crazy Jesus guy. Jesus has got the people there that believe. They really believe that he has the power of God at his disposal. He says, come on, y'all come with me. And he goes into this little girl's room. And with the power of God, you realize how compassionate he is? Do you realize how compassionate Jesus is? Did Jesus even have to go into the house? Did Jesus even have to go into the town? Did Jesus even have to travel anywhere? We know that he has the power to heal with just his words, and he can be a long ways off, and he can just speak it, and it'll happen because he's God. Look at the compassion of this man. Look at the compassion of your God written in these gospels. Look at the compassion there. Jesus, it says he gathers the mother and father. The, the, the gospel accounts of Matthew and Luke, it says he gathers them. Maybe he just puts his arms around them and just, it says, come, come with me. Come on. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just come with me. Just believe. Jesus doesn't have to touch her. He doesn't have to touch her. Grabs her by the hand. How can you not love a Jesus like this? He grabs her by the hand and he says, Little girl, get up. Get up. Rise up and walk. She's dead. She's dead. And everybody had written it off and said it was over with. And she's She's dead. And Jesus simply says, Get up, little girl. Come on. And she gets up. She gets up. And literally it says, She can't be still anymore. She's walking around like any 12-year-old little girl would. And she can't hardly be still. And she's just walking around. She's just walking around. I can't imagine what the parents must have felt like that day.
can't imagine what it must be like to think that the story is over. It's finished. It's done. There's nothing else that can be done. And then Jesus simply says, get up, little girl. Stand up. And she comes to life, and Jesus says, no more. Death, no more. If you believe in me, if you have faith in me, death, no more. There may be a period of time for you when your body sleeps, but it is not death. When you go from this life into the next, if you, if you have your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your body is only asleep for a little while. You, your soul, are in the presence of the Lord, and one day your body will be resurrected with that soul, and you will live with Jesus Christ for all of eternity in a new heaven and a new earth. There's some people that don't know that. They don't know that. They don't have that kind of faith in Jesus Christ, that saving faith in Jesus Christ. They think that their soul is too far gone. They think that they're, they've just done too many things or, or there's no hope. There's no hope. It's not true. It's not true. If you think that in your life, you've been listening to too many voices for too long that are not of God. I'm telling you with all that I am that this is real. This miracle that happened in this little girl's life can be real in your life if you have that kind of faith in Jesus Christ. If you say yes to Jesus Christ and you truly trust in Him, He will look at you and say, Get up. Come out of the sleep. Wake up. Come to me. We could go on and on all day long talking about the reasons why Jesus may have said, don't tell anybody about this. And the reality is he says this many times in the New Testament, and nobody really has a good answer for why. He never tells us why. He says, don't tell anybody. I think there's a good chance in this particular passage He's trying to tell them, don't run out there and tell everybody right now. Spend some time with your little girl. She's just gone from death to life. Spend some time with her. Focus on what has happened, the miracle that, that has happened right here in your presence, right here, right now. And then, then he says, give her something to eat. I agonized over that. Jesus, he makes food. He can literally take five loaves and two fishes and feed 5,000 people plus. Why does Jesus need them to feed her? I think it's symbolic here in a lot of ways. I think this little girl has gone from death into life and Jesus is saying, you take care of her now. She, she's going to have physical needs just like everybody else. Take care of her now. She's, she's back in your hands. You guys take care of her. Don't rush out in the streets to start proclaiming what has happened. Take time with your little girl. Give her something to eat. And enjoy the miracle that God has worked in your life today. I wonder if there's anybody here today that's dead. If there's anybody spiritually you say, I know that I don't have eternal life because I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I wonder if there's anybody here that think they're too far gone 
They've done too much. It's not possible. The story's over for them. I wonder if there's anybody here today that feels like Jesus Christ is reaching out with his very hand, the hand of God, saying, please come with me. Please stand up. Please come from death to life. I wonder if there's anybody here that, that God is calling you to leading a resurrected life. I wonder if there's anybody like that. And Jesus is just saying, come, stand up, come to me. If that's you, I invite you to come to this altar when we pray. I invite you to come to this altar and ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord. To profess it publicly like the woman did with the issue of blood when Jesus Christ healed her. She came forward seeing that she couldn't be hidden any longer. She came forward and said, it is me. She fell down at her knees and said, it was me that touched you. If there's anybody here like that today. Physical healing. It's wonderful. It's amazing. It is a work of God. It is a miracle of God. But being raised from death to life. There are no words to put around that. There are no words that I can utter that will do that justice. If there's anybody here that wants to come from death to life, I invite you to come. Father, God, this is a very short message, a very simple message, God, but it is so profound because you invited this little girl to come from death into life. Father, we know that that is the gospel. That is your gospel. That is the good news. That if we put our faith in you, God, as you reach out to us and you grab us by the hand and say, come, stand up, arise and walk, Lord, that we can do that. And I pray for the soul here that thinks they're too far gone. God, their, their heart is weeping. Their heart is aching. God, I pray that you would bring peace to them today. I pray, pray that they would publicly profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God, so they might be able to experience life and have it more abundantly. God, it's not just about what we experience here in this world, but God, it is so much more. It is so much more than that. It's for all of eternity. God, I pray, well, if there's anybody like that, God, just impress upon their heart their need to come, to stand up and walk. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody please stand. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart.
hearts will cry, these bones will sing in grace. song rescue again if that's okay um if you're in need of healing your heart your physical body in some way i invite you to come if you have somebody that you know and you love and they're in need of physical healing i invite you to come pray for them god tells us that we're supposed to ask him in constant prayer and supplication we're supposed to come before god and make our request known before him so i invite you to come and do that there's somebody you know, somebody that you love, and they're hurting. Maybe they're dying, and you just need to come and pray for them. I invite you to do that. This is just a time for you to be close to God and let Him do 